Hi there. Welcome to our podcast, Cozy Conversations with the Sister Project. My name is Michelle. And my name is Lauren, and we are your hosts. Hey, host. Hey, host. <laughs> this is our version of a radio talk show, and every week you can join us for a sisterly chat where we talk about literally everything. We're going to tackle current events, what's going on in the world around us. We'll share some personal insight and stories, and of course, share random bits of things we think you should know along with whatever else sisters talk about. There's a lot. So mm-hmm. if you're into easy listening, lots of laughing and some inspiration sprinkled throughout, we are going to be fast, weird internet friends. Welcome. Hello and welcome. I'm Lauren. And I'm Michelle. And this is Cozy, Cozy Conversations, Conversations with the Sister Project. <laughs> yeah. So Michelle and I are excited. We're vibing. We are vibing very high makes me really happy it took a but like we kind of had to ease into it like we always do yeah yeah if we don't ease into it then it feels off and then I feel like I'm a a Tetris game that's not fitting into its spot I feel the same way yeah that's what it feels like sounds good I'm ready to roll all right well today is a day it is a little gloomy here in Chicago it's officially winter vibes we're supposed to be getting snow this weekend fingers crossed we want we want this I need snow it's time I need snow because I'm also looking forward. I told once a story about Promontory Point during summer, Mm -hmm. which it's like a life-threatening situation if it gets slippery in the rocks. Scary. Also, when you go in winter, though, what happens, like the lake effect snow and the ice freezes and it looks like Narnia. Mm -hmm. And I'm dying to go down there, too. Again, you have to be very, very careful. I fell and I hurt my wrist two years back and some lady saved me. Lauren, you don't have luck on the ice, I feel like. (laughs) You've had some accidents. I'm accident prone. I actually was listening to a, I should finish it, a podcast on how to be less clumsy. Uh, I am clumsy too, and it's from rushing for me. I find myself when I rush is when I slip, miss a step, uh, drop shit. Same, same whack with an elbow. me. Yeah, same with me, but in general, just a clump. Like I pick something up and it falls out of my hand. Mm. And I don't know why. I'm working on grabbing things with a much firmer, like my, wow, yeah. like our turmeric latte. <gasps> Let's talk about how yummy they are. So you liked it. I, Lauren, I loved it. I like it too. It's, we're, it's like a golden milk, but on ice. Yes. So it's basically cashew milk. I made it all because I had all the ingredients. So it's cashews. You turn it into milk. You need a blender of some sort. Turmeric. Dates. Dates pepper. are the answer to every smoothie. Honestly, what would be good? I strained this, Michelle, but it would have been good to have the date chunks in there. <laughs> I love a good date chunk. I just don't like if I'm drinking with a straw, it clogs my straw. That pisses me off. I have PTSD. I understand where you're coming from, but I just suck it out the other end. But I have PTSD. (laughs) I once ordered a beautiful smoothie from a place down on the Gold Coast. What? What? And I sipped in through the straw and a sticker flew through no, the straw no. and into my mouth. And I almost, I, and you guys, I've got a bit of a fear of stickers. The important thing to note is that is your situation. I, I don't them. like even taking stickers off of a fruit. And in fact, mm. we have a friend who has collected all of her fruit stickers onto one of her cabinets. And I almost had a coronary she likes to open it when you're there so you can see her stick, her fruit stickers on the inside of her cabinet. I love it. Oh, so I went up to the dude that made my smoothie. I was like, yo, you forgot to take the stickers off. It just flew through my mouth. And I'm mm. like, not okay right now. And he's like, sorry, man. And I was like, oh, it was like a $14 smoothie and I'm eating stickers. Well, once. I hope it was organic. <laughs> once I went out for a late night uh, skillet with my friends to a diner in our town when we were young bucks 
and it was late and we were all under the influence and I ordered a cup of coffee. Nope. I, it was a snot. It was snot. Well, you mean snot shot. Yep. <laughs> Snots. I can do poopies and barfy, but the boogies don't do it for me. Let me tell you something. Almost threw up all over the table. We have a friend, Billy Dunlap, who I think I may have told this story once. He once found an eye contact and in his mashed potatoes from Old Country Buffet. <laughs> that wouldn't. But was it was it a dried out contact or was it know. like a lubricated contact? I don't know. It just fell out of the purse. Interesting. <laughs> Plopped right into the food. Have a good one. Pay, you get paid extra for that. Michelle. Gross. So gross. Michelle, how was your weekend? Let's do a weekend catch up. Um, my weekend was uh, full of uh, buckets of tears. Yeah. We went to celebrate the life of our dear family and friend Carol King. And Friday night, I kicked off celebration. I actually, Lauren, I did something I haven't done <laughs> in a year. What's that? I went to a bar. Oh, really? Which, like, where? I went to a bar in Western Springs, mm -hmm. and um, I met our brother-in-law and our sister and their dear friends, and Ryan and I said, fuck it, we're doing it for Carol. For Carol. And I mean, I was, to be totally honest, throwing a fit in the car because I was seriously anxious, and I'm like, <laughs> I feel like this is not a responsible idea. And then um, Ryan was like, I know, and also you're crazy. But, but <laughs> we're doing, it, we're is... doing it for Carol. And how many people? So, well, on the news today, they are starting to lift restrictions. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming this is in correlation with the vaccine coming out yeah. and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, was it a packed bar? No, it was our group of 10 at the bar. Um, and then there were two little tables in a very large okay, space. See, it was not crowded. That doesn't freak me out. That doesn't freak me out. Well, so this I is... I mean, it freaks me out, but I would be able to mentally handle that. And that's exactly what happened. We got inside. I ordered a beer from the bartender. I was like, hey, bartender, <laughs> go ahead and get me a beer. I, I felt so good to be there and yes. do that. Let me tell you, I tied one on. You know, it's funny because the night before you did that, I went to one of those little igloo things. They Where? Have in the city. It's called Casati's. How was it? It was beautiful. The food was amazing. Um, our server was a little cranky. It was freaking cold outside. It was like ice wind. Do you People know what I mean? People are cranky right I get now. it. I totally get it. Yeah. No shame. And it was six of us. So myself, husband, and two other couples. And we were joking. We're like, I got there and I was like, hey, sorry if I'm a little weird. I haven't socialized with people totally. in a long time. So if I just stare at you for a long time. <laughs> Or say something I shouldn't have said. Mm -hmm. That's your social anxiety here. is just, I'm yeah, you're here. You're here. Mm -hmm. First time since the before times you've been out. First time. But yeah. it felt beautiful. Right? I'm telling you guys, this place is in Lincoln Park, right by the, not far from the zoo. Um, food was spectacular. Mm. And that's hard to get it in, in an igloo. I, I am, I am, that's next on my list. Going and just, we're going to do a, restaurants. We're going to visit a lot here real soon. Um, another thing that we had, oh, so Michelle mentioned we had um, Carol services. But so as you know, general public, that you yeah. can't have funerals like we used to. No. So it was just immediate family only. Mm -hmm. um, but when we walked out, we were told ahead of time. And my, our sister, Andrew, and her family, the Kings, they were unaware of this, that the community came outside as a sign of solidarity and to show their support yep. and love for Carol and that family and it was amazing truly touching yeah that was pretty cool that's something that I hope everyone just keeps in mind when shit happens mm -hmm. to always just 
surround with, I mean, the community in those neighborhoods are amazing. They, they truly are. Truly are. It was lovely. Something else that happened on Saturday that's kind of exciting is I'm starting, I started a TikTok account. Yes. Did you, I say the right TikTok? Yeah, t- you're a TikToker. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> so Michelle's daughter Mia, uh-huh. you we you told us last week on the I podcast. I broke the news. You broke the news that Mia got a got TikTok, and I'm like, I want to see what my nieces and nephews are creating. I want to be part of it. And you also need a little help learning how to use the application. So it's good that to have those young around. Gone, but would have never have gone on TikTok if my nie- if my like little ones weren't on there. Yeah. No interest. Yeah. I mean, I made some really really amazing videos. You Unreal. Guys should check them out. I'll tell you what. This is my this is how my TikTok will look like. This I have a dream. Okay, I know yesterday was MLK. Hang on day. a second. Hang on. It sounds like you're, I'm getting ready. I'm getting comfortable for this. This looks. I have a dream. Okay. I think I may have shared this with you before. I am looking for someone to turn me into, like I love drag queens, men dressed as women, mm-hmm. and I want that whole like situation put you want... onto my face and body. Okay. And there's a name for it. I think they're called like bio queens, which is like, it's a female dressing as like an elaborated version of a female or something. Sounds amazing. Yeah. It sounds freaking Extra awesome. Fabulous. So this is on my bucket list. And I want to, if anyone's ever seen the movie Priscilla Queen of the Desert, it's an Australian film. Never seen it. You should watch it. It is so good. It's about three drag queens. Or have you ever I'm seen... usually watching Avengers. So. <laughs> have you ever seen <laughs> Tu Wong Fu? Never heard with of it. Patrick Swayze and John Leguizamo, they're they're drag queens. Oh, I and love him. Patrick, yes, yeah, I think I it. think maybe I have seen that one. Another great film on drag queens. So I just have seen a lot of films and I follow a lot of drag queens and I want to be one. So my TikTok account is right now inspired just, by that desire. Well, just the lip singing. Oh, and I love singing to musicals, although I don't like musicals. But watch out, <sighs> that is a something that will up. appall me to the end of time. I know. Lauren, I was amazed by the one where you kind of were, um, I don't know, channeling a little bit of a drag queen in yes. one of your um, first TikTok videos ever. I was amazed by your I'm, your lines. I mean, I don't know. I can't lift up my arms that much because my shoulders are yes. s- uh, struggling. Yeah. Oh, sad. Um, Sorry, so sorry to hear that. Forty-three-year-old problems, <laughs> um, but Lauren, your lines were so lines. What, like lines? when your arms were extended, oh, you my, you and you were my, you mean my dance moves. Your dance moves were my dance moves. They were impressive. Well, I was captain of the Palm Squad, so that has you still to do with have it. that pep. Yeah, you guys tune into my TikTok, Lolo ten twenty-three eighty-two. Is that really what your account is? Yeah. Oh my God, you just failed. Like, first no no is to not put your birthday on a handle. I mean, granted, you're a, gr- you're a grown woman. It's it's for the youngins she, that we want to yeah, keep those just, birthdays. I'm yeah. just going to probably keep You're that. good. You're good. So, Michelle, the day after Carol's um, services, I was not, and I was so hungover. Didn't hear from you. Not a peep. No, I stayed on my couch. I woke up. I taught a yoga class. I almost vomited I was so dizzy and I don't this is it, I have not been this hungover since a very blows. very very it was blows well you want to know why I'll tell you why because at one point I was drinking why effing black cherry and soda and then a Miller Lite oh Prosecco sure I'll take one of those mm-hmm. did someone say rosé mm-hmm. of course yeah sure why, why would not? I do that I'm a dum-dum well but that's what happens when someone dies yes this is what happens when someone dies you drink more. You just, this happens. It happens. So then what I did is I watched some softcore porn, <laughs> a.k.a. Bridgerton, which <laughs> you didn't like it. I don't. I. This is the deal. When I was watching it, I need to watch. You might not know this about me, but I need to watch TV in the morning 
or in the daytime because that's when I'm able to keep my eyes open. Uh, yes. I believe that I started Bridgerton in the evening and it was an early start that day and I was lights out in about 25 minutes. All right. Well, I'm going to highly suggest you watch it. If anyone needs their mojo with the kickstart, watch a few episodes of Bridgerton and you're going to be making you, out with everybody. I was going to say your mojo. So you're referring to your, Michelle, okay. These, we the go on erotica. Lo- oh, it's like, it's kind of like novella erotica. Oh, There is like serious lovemaking and it's very passionate. And the cast is beautiful. So they're, and not only like physically, but they're person, like they just have such beautiful personalities mm-hmm. and it's a timepiece. So I think it's like in the early 1800s. And basically what it is, it's about the society and the queen. Oh, I have to say this. The best part about this, and I know um, Shonda Rhimes, is that her yeah, name? Yeah, love her. an executive producer. That's right. I knew this. But it's very, there are some questionable things that happen, which I'm not going to dive into right now. But what I love about it, it's so diverse. The mm-hmm. queen is, I f- the queen is, she's a black woman, but I forget. Um, she also has another... Um, nationality to her she's just she's like Guam I forget in any case she is amazing and they talk about how the king has married the the fact that the king married a black woman yeah. it made society and everyone able to integrate and live amongst one Very, another well that's it's really freaking cool like okay. all of the servants aren't just black men and women totally it's a be- it's a okay. really cool yeah check okay. it out okay okay I will watch Bridgerton only if you promise to give Shit's Creek another whirl. Now listen to me, okay? We're into the third season, Lauren. Oh. It is a family that makes me want to be the best parent and loving family ever. I will 100% watch it. I love the cast. I gave it one. I, I, Anthony and I tuned in. We watched one episode. And if I feel a tinge of overacting, I get uncomfortable. And then I'm like, okay, bye. And it was the sun that was making me feel that way. I think that if you embrace his ridiculousness yeah, in it. all of its glory, you will fall in love with okay. him. I will give it a try. Get your Deal. rubber and then get your rubber Deal. sheets out for Bridgerton. All right, I got them in the closet. I'll put them <laughs> Throw them on. Oh, before we go on, I forgot this. We did, Michelle and I were making a point. Um, we wanted to invite you guys to um, a private party, and it's on, <laughs> it's on Instagram. Instagram, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Popping bottles. It's basically our handles. We're trying to grow our. Um, we're giving oh, handies for you to follow oh, our handles. Oh wow, Michelle, dry Sorry. ones. <laughs> <laughs> dry only um if you aren't following us yet please do this is the deal michelle and i are like we need we've 10, set 000. goals we've set some goals and we need ten thousand for both handles but we're really gunning for the at the sister proj because we need that freaking swipe up this, option it's killing us we it's just need us. to get to the next level so here are two handles at the sister proj and then the other one for the podcast specifically is at Cozy Convos with TSP. Give us a follow, share with your friends. Tell the world. Yeah, tell the world. Thank you. All right, let's move right along into this, Justin. Michelle picked some awesome articles for today's show, and I can't wait to talk about them. Very, very interesting. Yeah, let's do this. So the first one she chose, both are from the New York Times, if I haven't said that yet. The first one was, The Psychic Will See You Now. That's right. And... It's basically a whole article on how the psychic industry has um, exploded. Yeah, 
but does during these times. This is a common occurrence when the world is in disarray and everybody is unsure. Psychic spirituality yeah. is on the climb. That's exactly correct. I mean, this kind of goes along with different but the same. When I did some research on conspiracy theories and why do people attach to that? When you when there's so much uncertainty yeah. and people want a sense of control, mm-hmm. they turn to people that might have answers for them. Yep. Um, one of the quotes I liked that I pulled was, they come for prediction, but stay for ongoing counseling and therapy. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to raise a red flag. Psychics, tarot card readers, not mystics, therapists. they're not therapists. But they could be great for conversations. And they also said in the article, going to a psychic might help steer that individual. Because if Beyond. it's a good psychic, they're so going to say, hi, I don't do mental health. But you might want to talk to someone about mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the good news. And here. also to be aware of fraudulent psychics. There's That's a bit of a problem too, but just so you know, they're out there. Desperate times call, call for, for desperate, desperate measures. Something like that. Something like that. So I, I learned a new word. So this was the whole thing was about how like there's these different sites that are amping up and they are getting like way more followers mm-hmm. and whatnot. And it's a whole industry. Mm-hmm. Um, they say the bulk of, oh, and one of the tarot card readers who I love, this is, so when they, when I just said that quote earlier about they come for prediction, as we've talked about here, I do read a tarot card every day for myself. I don't look at it for prediction at all. I'm not trying to figure out what my future is going to tell me or even my day. But one tarot card reader, um, one tarot card reader wrote something and this is, I relate to this. She says, the bulk of what I do is empowerment. I feel this is, um, she said she felt that that is her way of reading cards was to empower people, not so much predict what their life is going to turn out to be like. And that's how I look at tarot card reading too. Well, I'm, Lauren, I'm very excited for you because if this whole TSP Cozy Convos thing doesn't work out, uh, you've got a career here. I'm, you know what? I, I look forward to it. I woke up on the right side of the bed this morning and then I meditated, did my shit, and then I rolled into the wrong side of the bed. And then I had to like get back to the right. And I was like, I know what will help. So I pulled a tarot card and then I journaled it and then figured out how can I apply that to my mood. And it was the Princess of Wands. And what does the Princess of Wands tell you? It talks about like really going in deep and you have that you have a ton of self-expression and creative energy that you want to share and that you should just do that. And all the ideas that you have bring them into fruition Mm. so again it's like that's not a fortune telling that is just like a reminder that I have a lot within me that I want to put out into the world I I think that that this is an incredible practice like love it it's It's a a conversation with myself and you checking in on yourself and then putting those things on paper is yes there's that is there's so many benefits well I will tell you the other reason that when you start to learn tarot card reading if you want to ever share with other people and read someone you they they highly suggest that you journal it so that you can start remembering cards and share personal reflection with other people that you read for have you ever pulled the same card a different time no no, not yet. Okay. They're 78, and okay. I shuffle them nicely, okay. um, but not yet. But okay. it's, it's bound to happen. Um, Michelle, I learned a new word in that article as well. What word was that? Boon. B-O-O-N. Do tell. So a boon is, they said something, something, boon, and, and, and the definition is a thing that is helpful or beneficial. So I guess you could say that a tarot card reading for myself is a daily boon. Boon! <laughs> It's an odd word. It is a daily boon. It is, Lauren. It's your daily boon. boon. Um, And the other thing in this article 
mentioned was, and this is something, this is just a, a healthy reminder for us all because if you're going through shit, you're not alone. They say that the constant warnings and the threats of like, you know, COVID, you know, uncertainties surrounding yeah. the inauguration, yeah. they wreak havoc on our mental state yep. and mental well-being and health. So if you're feeling that way, oh my God, I saw, what's her name? Demi Lovato. She was- How's she that did, girl doing? She's doing great. She there. She did. She just did a um, big fan. How many times did I just say she? Big fan about um, a whole commercial on talk therapy, and she says, "You guys, you know my story. This helped me. It can help you." And I'm like, "Thank you, thank you." This is a talk therapy therapy. This is a trend right now. A good one that I am happy, and we're going to talk about this a little bit later in the next conversation. But young people are very aware we were not when we were kids talking no. talk therapy and let's move into it okay yeah good job michelle nice segue yes so the next the next article that she pulled out pulled down this is both from michelle these the sunday styles in the these were both in the sunday styles yeah in the new york times so this one is called therapists reach out with tiktok videos yeah. Um, and it's basically how licensed therapists are offering mental awareness and guidance via TikTok. Now, they're not giving therapy. They're calling it therapy TikTok, I think is what it said in the article. I like that. And as we know, there's a ton of articles and YouTube videos and Instagrams, but the users find that TikTok has a much more immediate sense of intimacy. Yeah, people are connecting with it more. Well, I looked into one of the doctors. So there's an, a handle out there called at the doctor truth.doctor and what she does she's a licensed therapist i think she's the fourth person i follow on tiktok now so, and do you follow me yeah yeah okay good yeah i think you're number <laughs> number five <laughs> and this doctor she'll give um she went viral when she posted a video saying like do you have and then she pointed to all these words grief loss or are you experiencing anxiety depression sleep deprivation all these things and she started to, to create this platform again to just acknowledge that Everything you're experiencing is normal. Yep. And if it's freaking you out or if you need help with it, we are here to help. And I think it's a wonderful thing. I talked some shit about TikTok last oh, week. Oh, you were talking mad shit. And I stand you were by leading it. the dance no, 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 chart. I stand by it. I still think it's annoying. that the app, I think all social media has a very high level of annoying to I, it. I don't love it. You know, but then there's I, stuff I love about it. Yeah. But with TikTok, I love this. I love, and I love that these kids are dancing and it's giving them a creative outlet. Like it's giving me one. Um, but this is this, amazing. It made me, it made me happy to know that my, you could pop, you could follow something like this on TikTok and this could be one of the things that scrolls totally, in your for you feed, you I know? Yes, I totally, I, yeah. I actually um, tipped into the truth doctor, the handle that you just shared. And I just randomly picked one of her TikTok videos and she did a little, a little video about why rap music is one of the few genres that talks about mental health in their music. Oh shit. I had no idea. And I didn't know that. And my son likes rap music and I, I don't think I knew that. Oh yeah, him and Ryan, they have that in common. Did you know Ryan liked rap, likes rap? No, I thought Ryan liked like, Ryan and Will. 90s. Wait, what what rappers are? Oh, they like Chance. I know they like Chance. They like Chance. They like Juice World is a big one. Juice They're World. big into Juice World. Um, but I was as a mom, you know, always kind of analyzing what my kids are taking in. Of course. I was pretty pumped to learn that fact from that lady on that I platform. I like that fact. Yeah. Nor did I know. There you go. Um, another thing that they pointed out, which I think is very important as well, 
similar to the psychic one, like psychics are not therapists, but the concern that some professionals have with the TikTok therapy videos is the oversimplification of treatment, that it's a quick fix, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of the the therapists that are doing this, a good job at this, are telling people it's not an easy fix. This is a process, and yeah. There was one tip that offered I have to share. It was about... um, Anxiety. For those that suffer anxiety attacks. And so they give tools and ideas like this. One doctor suggested, or therapist rather, suggested, if you're suffering from an anxiety attack, take ice and hold it in your hands and sit with that in your hands. I'm assuming that helps you feel alert and it's cold and you're recognizing feeling. And then you keep repeating to yourself, I am safe, I am safe. And you keep repeating that while breathing. And I love that. I, I, I can appreciate a tangible tool Always. in the time of need. I'm telling you, the best advice I ever got from my therapist when I was in time of need was, you need to meditate. Because I told him, I can't, th- I can't turn off the bad thoughts. Mm-hmm. How do I replace them with the good ones? And he's like, it's not about replacing. Mm-hmm. At this moment, it's about giving your brain a break. My Dr. Baker, I was just telling our sister over the weekend, had shared something with me a long time ago about how to fall asleep. Oh. And he had gone to a sleep study for himself. And that 83-year-old little man who I used to go visit in his home office, he changed my life, Mm -hmm. told me that when I'm lying in bed and I can't calm my mind to pick three words like a mantra. Okay. And I took his, C-T-A-R-A-M. Okay. Oh, yes. I, he said, close your eyes and like meditate quietly, repeat C-T-A-R-A-M in your sleep. I I don't think I've ever gotten past three times. What does C-T-A-R-A-M mean? Nothing. I mean, maybe something, but it's just, it's literally just a three syllable mantra. Like Do-Re-Mi. Like Do-Re-Mi. Yeah. Whatever. All right. So anyway. Therapists, therapists help. I love him. I love my, his name is Dr. Steve. I always send people to him. So speaking of. Lauren, I I have been giving out my therapist number. Same with me. Like hotcakes. Hotcakes. I need cards for him. Literally a sign of the Mm -hmm. times. It also said in that article, we are high, everybody is high functioning depressed right now. Mm -hmm. This Uh, is just across the board. Yes, I I can agree with that. Yep. So speaking of taking things online, Michelle and I wanted to dive in a little bit. So we're on this kind of like mental health kick and also, uh, or conversation rather, and kick about <laughs> um, being mindful of what how you're doing. And so I was thinking, we got to talking, and you know, I, as a yoga teacher, I had to take my business online because of course when the pandemic hit, everything shut down. Big change. Yeah, and I didn't teach during like the first three months. I taught a free class on Saturdays just for, as a gift to my human fellow friends. And people worshiped it. I liked doing it. It's helpful for me too. But then at one point I had to make a decision. So I had to create a website, create everything you do for a small business, a Mm -hmm. tiny little business, and took my yoga online now after 10 years of teaching that was not in my forecast and I don't know why because the internet is such a grand tool for things like that for accessibility and I don't know why I never thought to like offer privates via zoom because you I mean you didn't no one really thought about that I mean people do and I guess I they do yes you're right like I mean not on the man mass scale and I was on the and I was sitting sitting very comfortable at my studios that I was working at. Yeah. 
that I still work at. So my main studio is Yoga 6 down here in the South Loop. And then everything else is private or um, like with different, sometimes I'm at a school yeah. or the cl- private client. But never in a million years did I think that I would be here. But I have to say that getting back to teaching like part-time via the internet has saved myself as well. Like I feel... I like you're feel, doing what you're like you're supposed to be doing? No, I feel like I... Well, that, yes. But also mentally and emotionally, it regulates me. Like it, I'm giving myself one to two times a day to sit with myself and breathe and then teach others, which is also a feel-good feeling. Yeah, you're not... There's nothing bad coming from what you're doing. No, except for that raging hangover I had, which if any... Yoga teachers out there listening knows that that is the worst circumstance to have to teach a yoga class in. You were uh, close to barfing? Yeah, I felt like it. That's that. Can I ask you a question? Please. What, when did you know that you wanted to be, like that yoga was going to be something that you, a path you were going to take? Well, that's a really good question because it was a very natural, organic transition. So I was working for a woman, um, here in the city that was abusive. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> to put into perspective, when I got the job, I was so excited because it was like, honestly, it was for the age I was at and what I was doing with my life, a dream job. Mm-hmm. And I was so excited. And I was working for a woman, so I'm like, yay, I'm working for a small business, woman-owned. And the, 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 the position that I was taking, taking, I knew the woman who was leaving. And I, I was so, she, she was this moving story on to, makes me laugh. She was moving on to bigger and better things. And I walk and I go, hey, you. I'm like, any, any words of advice on my first day? And she looked me in the fucking eyes and said, run, run. That, that was literally. That is a devil wears Prada moment. She didn't laugh. She looked so worn out and exhausted and sad. She wasn't even happy to be leaving. I think she was like, a, it was like a beaten She dog. was beaten down. And I was that like, oh so my horrible. God. And then when she did, when she, she left, I wish I would have heeded her advice. And I stayed in a job that was so unhealthy and I started to drink a lot. Actually, mm-hmm. I was drinking bottles of wine by my, well, not by myself with my colleague on the telephone. Cause we would cry every night. How long did you work for this woman? Oh God, maybe, I don't know, less than a year. Oh my God. That is that is but a you have to understand, time. we were we were going on like trips to New York and Boston. So I thought I was like living the life. Like I had this great opportunity. I was working in PR yeah. and um, yeah, no. And then I got to a point where my friend and I were looking to see if we can go to counseling together and get and seek help for like employer abuse because she was so fucking mean. Wow. Oh, she was wow. horrible. And then I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to try yoga. I'm going to take care of my <laughs> mental health. And I would go to this class, this this yoga studio, and it was the hardest yoga that oh I'd ever tried. Oh my God, I remember. I'm um, like contortionist yoga. Yeah. It was really intense yoga postures, but I fell within the space and that's where I started. And I got really, really, really into it because I was trying to like push my energy somewhere. The owner of the studio recognized my 
trying and saw that I could do something within she the space. She saw the potential. She did. She did. So she offered to. That's kind of cool. Lauren. It was cool. So she offered to teach me for free. That came with some baggage. Um, it was a very interesting segue. But once I got, and that was not the perfect fit for me either, that studio. Um, there was a lot going on. So I did finally leave there. And then once I started branching out in different studios yeah. and meeting different communities of people, I felt like this is a space that I could be in. And I really liked it. But when I was like 10, like Mia's age, yeah. well, she's like 12, yeah. I was sitting in a bathtub lighting candles and listening to Enya. Yeah, hilarious. So I, totally were. <laughs> totally. So yeah. I think I've, and mom would take me to Home Goods and I'd buy posters with like girls sitting in lotus pose. Mm-hmm. I was very drawn to that. So I think that played, just that's where I was naturally gravitating towards. Yeah. And then over the years, I just found that, yoga was a bit of a calling I have a question yes um the type of yoga that you practice Mm -hmm. there are several types so many types there are so many types now like there's any type there's like what what would you describe your yoga that you practice the kind that I teach and that I practice I would say is a combination of I mean to put in the simplest terms it's like hatha vinyasa okay vinyasa and you know, to just keep it pretty simple, like Hatha, the, to just to differentiate them, it, Hatha yoga is a is a kind of a yoga where you're holding postures longer and really taking in the poses, and okay. that is where my my roots are. Okay. Um, the the type of yoga I learn, although so hard, and I don't practice that anymore. There's a lot that came out of that. Got it. And then Vinyasa is when you're moving based on breath, one breath per pose. So inhale, arms high, inhale into a side angle, whatever, sorry, okay. exhale into side angle, inhale, reverse warrior. Every every movement is based on a breath. It's like a moving meditation. You know, there are so many pros and cons to teaching yoga. Um, I feel like there's, it's like any job. You know, the biggest cons are there's no insurance in yoga. You don't get health insurance. Yeah. So you, But you're given so much to other people, you know. Yep. You don't get paid time off, but you can get as much time out off as you want. Okay. Which is a huge plus. Yes. But you come back broke. Yep. But you got to weigh your options. Um, I think Sometimes that, people toot in class. Is that a con? Um, it's That's not an, a regular occurrence. We'll delete this. <laughs> <laughs> It's not a regular occurrence. I think that, um, I don't know. I just feel like there's, I have experienced sitting on the mat and I've had like really euphoric moments and I've ha- I've cried during class. I've seen Same. it from where I've sat, people silently crying, yep. people really happy sitting with their loved one. You know, you. It, I feel like yoga, much like any way of working out, allows people to create a community which I can't believe we've created a small little community online based on the people that I have met throughout the years of my teaching. Well, and that's the thing that I was going to say to you, Lauren, like you have created such an incredible community on your mat in the studio and then obviously the weird internet community. But that is like speaks so much to the type of of vibe that you bring people keep coming back for more what do you think it is about your your approach to teaching that is so what people really really enjoy okay thank you and I I appreciate you saying that because you know I've struggled with 
realizing that I've had some success in life. Oh, Lauren, you have so many talents. <laughs> but I think that a lot of it has to do with is that I try to keep it as relatable as possible. I don't, um, and everyone is drawn to different people. Some people want the exact opposite of what I do. Um, I'm, I try to be very welcoming. Anything goes too. So if you're coming in with some stuff going on, whether it's physical, you know, emotional, we'll work with that. Yeah. Um, and I learned the hard way that there's no perfect pose. So I'm not the type of teacher who's going to have you try to make your body position it like mine does. Cause mm -hmm. that's so not real. Yeah. How your hips feel exactly. compared to mine. And that took a long time. My roots from when I was taught to teach yoga mm -hmm. was if you can't do a certain thing, you're not good at yoga. Mm -hmm. And that is the hugest misconception. And same thing with like social media. When you see people um, doing these beautiful postures, albeit they are stunning. We actually follow nude yoga girl. Yeah. <laughs> and there's this beautiful woman who never shows her face, but she's naked. She's and got she, the most gorgeous ass I've ever does, seen. She does, doesn't she? Ever. And she just does these beautiful postures and it, that's yoga that's her yoga your yoga or let's say matt down the way he's he's you know yeah. six years old body doesn't bend as well he sits in a chair and he he stretches side to side that's his yoga and that's i think what i try to bring to my class is that whatever your yoga is it's welcomed here and you can follow my lead you know, and do what you want. I, I make awesome playlists. Yes. I think that's a very important part of your experience. Some people would frown upon the fact that I play Steve Winwood or Fleetwood Mac. F and, that. But that's okay. And I, some people, I, but some of my classes are like really light music, like the soundtrack from Amelie or Enya. Hey, I've gone into some yoga classes where the music and I did not vibe. And I know that that's not all of what yoga right. is about, but I don't go to those classes again. And as do some people not come to mind again because yeah, of that. Yeah, fair enough. Some people like to take yoga in silence. Um, and, you know, I think the last bit is that we have fun. And I do think that that is an element that, especially in this time, we're lacking some fun stuff and even, you know, you're coming to do some work, yep. but it's on yourself. Yep. And we're there. I usually try to throw in a little bit of humor um, because I think that it's important. Well, as a student in your class, totally feel all of those things. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. This was fun talking about yoga. I really don't talk about that much, but I do love teaching. You know, I, there's sometimes I bitch about it when I get exhausted and hurt because that's another con of the job. But yeah, um, if you've got to be on, if you don't feel great, no, like you teaching have to be, that. I've cried teaching class. I, I don't know why I'm about to cry now. But when mom was like really sick, yeah. I would I would be in the back uh, crying. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, okay, downward facing dog. <laughs> like <that. laughs> Get a tissue. I know. You know, yeah. so, but that's the beautiful thing about yoga is that there's such a strong community of yep. people that like I've had when after June died, I was sitting there after I was missing for like yep. two weeks and like my mom died. And I remember my students like crying in front yep. of me and I'm like, thank you. Thank you for being well, there that's for me. The, that's what I love about the yoga community, the community and my community that I go to shout yeah. out core power. I, yeah, love LG. Those, I love my friends and family <laughs> over there, but you feel like it's that, that sense of knowing that you can be comfortable and vulnerable in those spaces. I mean, like I felt like people were putting buckets on either side of my eyes during those times. Like it's okay. You don't, you know, and that's the part that I love about that 
a whole community. And that's the important part. And then also before we end the conversation, just for those that are looking for someone in for yoga, if you go to someone, it's like a therapist. If it doesn't fit, keep looking. Find someone else. Find a different type of mm-hmm. yoga. Find a different studio, mm-hmm. a different online presence, whatever. Yeah. Now, if you want to look at my online presence, my website is. <laughs> go on, plug it. Yes. Plug. My website is Lauren Massarella Yoga. Com. And everything there about my teaching and all my stuff is housed there. And then my, my Instagram for that is at LMYoga underscore. And I, um, I love teaching all sorts of different oh, people. You, if you're listening and you're into yoga and you haven't been and you want to take an online class, take try Lauren well, she's thanks, oh Lauren seriously it's it's it, you're you're really good at you're good at your craft well that's why that's why I've stuck with this for so long is because this and blogging I can do it I don't know tarot I'm telling you tarot card reading <laughs> is in the running at this point Michelle, thinking, Lauren Michelle, you wait, are a jack wait, you're, I have an idea what well, I've been thinking what I'm gonna throw this out I was thinking what if after class if you wanted to stay for a tarot card reading Lauren I would be like five bucks tarot card uh, <laughs> Lauren, do it. Let me know. Maybe within like six months. You, Lauren, you are so good at it. Okay, we'll you're your going to do it. We're going to pull your card today. Let's pull your card today. Okay. okay, cool. Down. All right, this was fun, Michelle. Thank you so much for listening. This was a great conversation. So glad we finally got to have it. Um, we're going to wrap things up here. But before we do that, when you wrap up this podcast, drop us a review, subscribe, share us with your friends. You know, we, we beg and plead with you guys because it helps us. It, and, that's, and we should tell them, Michelle, it is helping us. Like it is. We, help. It's growing. It's doing its yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, it's, you guys are helping giving us legs. So thank you. Um, and as always, stay cozy. Thank you for joining us for today's cozy conversation. For more of The Sister Project, check us out on Instagram at The Sister Project and our website, www.thesisterprojectblog.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and maybe even drop us a review. Until next time, stay cozy. Stay cozy.